he could speak fluent Spanish. However, before the head injury, the only language he could speak fluently was English, which he seemed to have forgotten, according to WSB TV. As a, as a, as a, a guy out in the working world after having a child out of wedlock, I was embraced because I could speak fluently, and I was a fairly intelligent young man who came from a Catholic school. Learn from and with a language learner. Hello, guys. In episode 40 here on my Fluent Podcast, it's all about the question, what does it mean to be fluent in a language? My name is Daniel Goodson, and I am an English learner, although I am not a native English speaker. I hope you can learn something from me, and maybe I can learn something from you as well. That would be wonderful, I think. So let's come back to today's topic. What does it mean to be fluent in a language? So if you have realized, even my podcast name has the word fluent in it my fluent podcast i know i did not pick the word wisely because in a way it implies that it's my fluent podcast it's it's an ego thing but it shouldn't be at all like that it shouldn't be a monologue it should be rather a, a dialogue <laughs> and i like to get in touch with different language enthusiasts from all over the world. So the topic is kind of controversial because there is no consensus in what what does it mean to be fluent. Nevertheless, I want to try to explain to you what does it mean, what it means, well at least what it means for me. So at first I want to explain the name of the podcast which is my Flume podcast. I wanted to to express the idea to become fluent in a language or in English. I'm learning different languages, but my main goal is to improve my English. I also learn French and Spanish and someday Italian. And I am, by the way, a German speaker, a Swiss German speaker, to be more precise. So first off, let's have a quick look at two online dictionaries. The first one is the Merriam-Webster. So according to Merriam-Webster, a definition can be capable of using a language easily and accurately. Like in fluent in Spanish, a fluent writer, fluent performance, spoke in fluent English. According to the website, first known use is on 1585. Let's head over to the second online dictionary called OxfordDictionaries.com. Well, the definition is able to express oneself easily and articulately. Well, yeah, that's a great definition. Hopefully I will become a fluent speaker one day. So I think the common European framework of reverence for languages, abbreviated in English as CEFR or CEF, 
is a guideline used to describe achievements of learners of foreign languages across Europe and it is increasingly applied in other countries as well. So it's a common reference of levels. It gives you an indication of uh, what level you are in currently. For instance, I took the first certificate a few years ago and, and that means that you are at B2, so it's, it's about half the way through. It begins with the level A1 for basic users and finally ends up in C2 and this is really the point where you master the language so you are a proficient user and there is a description in every level so for instance let's have a look if there is a if they are mentioning the word fluency and well at least according to Wikipedia at the level B2 there is a written can interact with a degree of fluency and spontaneity that makes regular interaction with native speakers quite possible without strain for either party. Yeah, that's straight to the point, I, I guess. I like that. Without strain for either party. So, whether it's me feeling comfortable or the other, both are important. And these were the first mentioning. And then, and then at C1, which means proficient users, effective operation proficiency or advanced can express ideas fluently and spontaneously without much obvious searching for expressions. So I'm lucky I'm producing a podcast in which I can just pause and look up a word <laughs> so you... You don't pick up my, my, uh, that I am not fluent. And then finally at C2, at the C2 level, can express themselves spontaneously, very fluently and precisely, differentiating finer shades of meaning even in the most complex situations. In other words, you have to be a superhero. I mean, I don't even <laughs> can make it in my own tongue, in my mother tongue. While I'm, I'm not a chatterbox. I'm not as fluent as I wanted to be. That's why I shouldn't be too hard on myself when it comes to speaking in English, I think. I shouldn't beat myself up. <laughs> so... In the Common European Framework of Reference for Languages, it plays a quite huge role. It is crucial. The word fluently... And fluency, you may have heard about obviously the website present. called Fluent in Three Months with Benny the Irish Polyglot. Well, it's, it's a successful website. And according to the website more than 300,000 language users have joined the service. So in, in my view, it's a perfect marketing procedure to call it fluent in three months because it will be rather difficult to achieve the goal. 
to become fluent in three months. Well, taking into account what was written on the European framework on uh, C2, then it, it's not possible to achieve that. Okay, anyways, you shouldn't set fluency targets because it is quite difficult to measure. And as I mentioned, it is controversial. It's, it's not easy to say what, what does fluency mean. Instead, be natural. Let things happen naturally. So as you read more, then you will be more experienced. You will pick up words easily and, and you will become an experienced speaker. And of course, you have to read, read, read and read again. As you read more, your confidence grows and you will be experienced in a lot of different subjects. And as a consequence, you will become a fluent reader. At the same time, write a lot. The more you write, the easier it will become. You will become a fluent writer. And at the same time, your arsenal will grow and as you are speaking you will you will have loads of different phrasal verbs and collocation words at your disposal and it will flow easily this was just a little side note here and by the way there is a podcast called actual fluency by chris broholm whom i interviewed on a previous episode, so let me check quickly which episode it was. Well, let me see. It was. Oh, it's incredible how quick the time flies. It was on episode 16 interview with Chris Broholm, podcaster and polyglot. So you can go to myfluentpodcast.com and Head over to episode 16. It was an interview-related podcast and it was quite interesting. And there is another podcast I can recommend. It is called I Will Teach You a Language by Ollie Richards. And he also came up with the question, what does it mean? fluent to become fluent or to be a fluent speaker so here again let me check which episode it was so there was this episode where Isabel asked him at what point do you consider yourself to be fluent in another language and so you can go directly to I will teach you a language or it was episode 18 or you can head over to myfluentpodcast.com to my show notes where I will put a link as well so that's it for today guys I hope you enjoyed as I could enjoy it and I hope you will tune in again I'm your host Daniel Goodson have a good one
Roma Wines present. Suspense. Tonight, Actors Blood, written and told to us by Ben Hecht and starring Frederick Marsh. Suspense is presented for your enjoyment by Roma Wines. That's R-O-M-A, Roma Wines. Those excellent California wines that can add so much pleasantness to the way you live, to your happiness in entertaining guests, to your enjoyment of everyday meals. Yes, right now a glass full would be very pleasant as Roma Wines bring you... Suspense! Suspense! 